You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. But when I was on Kerry's show in, in January, I told him, I said, I got my first sell signal in this market to, um, to get bearish. Um, I would be exiting all longs at this point in time and um, the market should fall. My, my biggest fault was, yeah, I caught the downdraft. I just didn't stick in it as much as I should have, and I, I would have made a lot more money. But nonetheless, I made money, and I, I avoided the entire you know, long position move uh, on the way. You're tuned in to Mining Stock Education, and I am your host, Bill Powers. Well, on this show, we focus more on the fundamental value of companies, mostly in the resource sector and we do talk about technical analysis as it relates primarily to the, the mining ETFs and the precious metals or whatever commodity we're talking about. But today I have on the line with me a professional trader, my friend, good friend, Kerry Lutz over at the Financial Survival Network. He's been podcasting regarding precious metals and finance for over a decade. And he's been telling me, he said, Bill, one of, the, one of the guests on my show, Nick Santiago, he's one of the best uh, market timers that I know. You really need to get him on your show. So with the help of Kerry Lutz, I got in touch with Nick Santiago. Nick joins me today. Nick, thanks for coming on Mining Stock Education. Your website is inthemoneystocks.com. For my listeners, inthemoneystocks.com. So Nick, when you look at today's market, uh, based on your experience as a trader, what does today's market remind you of? Well, it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, 2008. I mean, you have those kind of big whips, but it's not exactly the same situation as we had back then. Um, but there's a lot of similarities. And what will happen is markets will follow certain patterns for a while, and then they'll break apart, and then they'll take over and follow a, a different set of patterns. And all those patterns represent is human emotion. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm a technical analysis. That's why I use that uh, method because it basically just keeps me um, from getting swayed too much one way or the other. I'm just going to use the charts and the charts will tell me exactly what I should do. Did you foresee the coming collapse in the major indices as well as the collapse in the gold stocks? Yes. So um, before the year even started, I put out a, a report to my traders what the, the year 2020 should look like. And um, I even told this to Kerry even beforehand, and I said, you know, markets are going up. The nine year of a decade is always a very, very bullish year, um, with the exception of one circumstance, and that's only happened twice in the past hundred years. Uh, but the zero year of the decade, meaning 2020, 2010, 2000, um, is always a volatile year. Um, that is a year where you always want to be careful. It's, a, it's a, what we call a bear year. Um, if you do get big advances, they usually come in the second half and more towards the latter part of the year, probably you know around um, end of third quarter or so. Um, but when I, I, I already know that the zero year is going to present volatility, and uh, to be honest, I never thought we'd collapse this fast. I'd never in a million years thought we'd collapse this fast. But when I was on Kerry's show in, in January, I told him, I said, I got my first sell signal in this market to, um, to get bearish. Um, I would be exiting all longs at this point in time, and um, the market should fall. My, my biggest fault was, yeah, I caught the downdraft. I just didn't stick in it as much as I should have, and I, I would have made a lot more money. But nonetheless, I made money, and I, I avoided the entire um, you know, long position move uh, on the way. So you know, that, that's worked out pretty well, and we still should have volatility going forward. Um, but we're, you, know, you could see that we've already put in a minor low on the 23rd of March, 
And now we'll see um, if we get what we call a truncated low, which means a little higher low, and then we rally back up, which I think is very, very possible at this stage of the game. If we break through the lows, then we'll probably put in um, some type of bottom very shortly in the month of April. With the sell-offs, how did you play the gold sector at all through the major ETFs or any particular companies? Yeah, so I I played it a couple of ways. I did it with call options, um, and then recently, just uh, my latest trade... Um, in in the gold market, and, and in fact, just full disclosure, I'm long gold miners right now. I got long gold miners again on yesterday uh, yesterday uh, via the GDX. Um, but the last time I played um, gold, I got in on the 16th, and I was out on the 17th, and you know I took a 14.3% gain, and that's using a first position and a second uh, half closeout position. So I've played it pretty well um, going forward. I've, you know, I've, I've been trading gold forever, and um, now I really just trade it via the GLD or the GDX um, just because it's easy to move in and out, so liquid. But um, right now I'm long gold miners as we speak. And are you using call options just on those ETFs, or do you do a call option on like a Barrick or one of the major miners? Yeah, sometimes I'll do the individual names. Um, this time around, I just own the GDX outright. I have not done it uh, via the options market, um, but very, very often I will do it that way as well. Um, some of my favorite gold mining names to trade is Agnico Eagle, uh, Newmont Mining. Uh, those are the two that I probably trade most often. Um, I have been trading Kirkland, uh, Kirkland Lake Gold a little bit um, last year, but um, really it's, it's usually Agnico Eagle and Newmont Mining. Those are my two go-to stocks when I do trade that group. So Nick, when you trade those particular companies, do you do a fundamental analysis of those stocks or do you simply just look at the charts, see the volume, the liquidity and the trends before you decide to, to play those names? Yeah, I'm completely technical. Um, I do not even, I, I can't even tell you how much gold they produce. I don't know their earnings per share. I know nothing about them. I just completely look at the chart. And um, by doing that, that just tells me if the money is flowing into those names and uh, if I see a good pattern there, I, you know, I, I go with it. And right now, I, I, I'm very tempted to even get in on Newmont Mining as we speak at the moment on the long side. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Arcana Corporation is on the verge of bringing the world's highest grade silver mine into production. The Revenue Virginia's mine in Colorado has proven improbable silver reserves grading nearly 37 ounces per ton silver with an all-in sustaining production cost of only US $8 per ounce of silver. The mine is fully permitted with infrastructure already in place and the company has announced they plan to commence production in 2020. Achieving successful production usually results in a significant upward share price re-rating on the Lasan curve. Arcana trades under the ticker AUN in Toronto and AUNFF in New York. To learn more, go to arcana.com. That's A-U-R-C-A-N-A.com. Nick, how did you experience your first uh, taste of success in trading? And I'll share a little story. Uh, as a small business owner, I met a customer about a decade ago, and he was an immigrant to America from Colombia, and he was just working a factory job or something like that. It could have been the post office. I don't exactly recall. But when I was dealing with him through my business, he had his computer screen up, and he had a bunch of charts, and he was studying the charts. And so I began to chat with him about that. And just as an average laborer, he saved about 1500 bucks, and then began to study and trade Forex. 
and he turned that 1500 bucks into about 1.2 million if i recall it could have been 1.5 but it was over a million paid off his mortgage which was like two or three hundred thousand at the time and then he subsequently lost it all so i know that there is through trading not just fundamental investing which is more of what i do but there is this this great profit potential can you share with us how you know your first taste of success at trading yeah i'll share the story i, I love telling it too um i was 19 years old uh turning 20 and i was i had a tumor in my chest and i went to the doctor and he said hey we're gonna have to do a biopsy on this and while he was in the office he saw me reading a wall street journal that i had brought with me and uh, I was reading the journal, or and, and he came over and he said, "So you, you you're into trading?" I was like, "Well, I I don't really do any any of it, but I'd like to get into it. I'm very interested in getting into it." And uh, he said, "Hey, I got a tip for you." And um, the old tip gave me a, this, this biotech company uh, that he uses that gives lab results, and they were going to come out with the first HIV over-the-counter test. And he said, "If you have any money, I'd put it right into this stock right now." Next couple of months this thing's gonna fly and um, I didn't even have an account what what I had was a buddy with an account and I had a couple thousand dollars and I went to him and I said hey this doctor just gave me this great tip on uh, this this little uh, this little company and they, they're gonna create the first over-the-counter AIDS test well I bought the stock it was about you know two dollars a share I wind up making ten thousand dollars on that trade out of uh, my measly you know eighteen hundred bucks or fifteen hundred whatever I put in there and uh, I, I was just the most, you know, uh, elated person in the world. So I made $10,000 inside of six months. I thought it was the greatest thing, and I was hooked. Um, I, like like your friend there that made the million, I didn't make that. Um, I gave back that 10000 with inside of six months. So um, that just got me hooked. Later on, I became a stockbroker for many years. Um, and yeah, I didn't like that business. It was more of a selling business. And I just started to really gravitate towards the trading end of it. What makes these stocks move? What makes, you know, oil move? What makes, you know, gold move? Why are these things moving? And um, that was it. I just started to discover different things uh, using the charts. And I really never look back. I can't even tell you what an earnings per share of any company is. I just really look at charts. Nick, I speculate in mining stocks. So when I talk mining stocks with some of my friends that are finance-minded, I've gotten the objection, well, Bill... Is what you're doing any different than gambling? So I pose this question to you. How is what you do different than gambling at the casino? So the difference is when a gambler goes to a casino, he really doesn't have the odds in his favor. Uh, When I go into a trade, I have the odds in my favor every single time or else I don't take the trade. Um, A lot of – I run um, a a trading room. I run uh, a business, and I'll have guys come to me and say they want to get into XYZ. Will you do it? And I say, no, I won't get in that. And they'll say to me, why? I said, that's not a setup on the charts. You've got to remember the charts are basically uh, a footprint of human nature, and these footprints keep repeating themselves over and over. So when you learn these patterns – you learn these moves that the charts are telling you, that's just putting the odds in your favor. Not to say that I can't be wrong on a trade. I'm in the GDX now. Um, Not to say that I can't lose money on that trade. Maybe I do. But right now, I know the odds are in my favor that that should go in a direction I'm looking for it to go. And that's the difference. You're putting the odds in your favor. I could say safely every trade I take, 
um, I'm, I'm probably 70, 80%. I'm going to make money on that. You're trading against a lot of computers with the algorithms. Do you feel like you can beat the algos? Yeah, in fact, I go right along with the algos. I'm, I wish, I hope they never shut them down. I hope they never get rid of high frequency trading. I love that. That's so I, I watch the chart. I see how it's setting up. And then I actually very, very often through the system I created called time counts, I can actually tell when the algos are going to, going to hit the market um, with a buy program or a sell program. So I, I, I'm very much in favor of the algos. I like it. I think they provide good liquidity for everybody. High-frequency traders provide it as well. Um, so I, I don't want to see the algos go away anytime soon. Regarding sectors, you mentioned that you're long right now, the gold sector via the ETFs. Any other sectors that might be a good uh, swing trade that you could lift up for my audience? Yeah, so right now, another trade that I just entered recently um, was Walmart. I just got into that position um, on the 26th of, of March, and I entered it around 108. Right now, it's around 114, but I still foresee that going to around 119 to 120. Um, so that's, that's an area where I like. Another area where I think traders can get also get involved in is the pharmaceutical names when they when they fall. So today we got a pretty good decline in the market to start the day. I'm going to be watching uh, Pfizer today. That's one that's on my radar. Uh, Bristol Myers could be on my radar very shortly if, after a pullback, but that pattern still has not given me um, what I like to call a completion. And what I mean by a completion is it gives me the setup and then I enter the trade. So that's still in, in the early stages of potentially setting up. Um, <clears throat> I think traders right now can look at any good high quality names um, to get involved in on pullbacks. Um, Microsoft would be one. That's been a stock that's held up very, very well in this kind of environment. It never really breached its um, December, uh, or I should say it never breached its uh, lows from 2019. That's always a good sign. It's had a good bounce. So that could be bought on a pullback of some sort. But again, you want to see these patterns crystallize. And how you do that is you wait for these setups, you wait for these uh, patterns to line up, and then you enter them. But those are just some names that, that are on my radar going forward. Would you be long the Dow in S&P right now? I think you can be. I think you can be because you have a tradable bottom in place. So if you're looking at, say, the Dow, you could use the diamonds, the DIA. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a tight stop, but, you know, if you put a... a, a if you do it via call options, even though the premiums are a little bit high right now, I do think that we got one more leg up in the Dow. But it's going to be a choppy year. So, again, you know, even if you miss a move, you know, you're going to get another shot to own it again lower. This is not, you know, the end-all, be-all. This is going to be a volatile year throughout uh, 2020. Nick, I've had recent guests on this show, and albeit they go come more from a fundamental standpoint, but they said this is a this is a professional trader's market. But the average person should not be trading this volatility. Uh, would you agree with that? And when you see this volatility, does that get you excited, or does that cause you to really pay more attention to your trades? Well, I'm 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 always looking at the screen. I I, I probably put in ten to twelve hours a day in front of my screen. So. Um, it doesn't matter to me if we have the volatility or not. Um, I, I'm always going to be babysitting and monitoring the markets. Um, but it is a professional trader's market right now. If you don't know what you're doing, you, you may as well take the Warren Buffett approach and just buy and hold for 20 years. I mean, that's, that's what you see on TV right now. Two, weeks, uh, uh, two months ago, everybody was an expert. Now everybody's a long-term trader, a long-term investor. So, you know, for me, the game hasn't changed. Um, it's sped up a little bit with, with, with the um, 
with the amount of of, of big moves in both directions. But it, it's it's still the same it's still the same deal for me. It's just about looking at the charts. I prefer it like this. I like it like this because the moves are bigger, they're faster, they're more dramatic, um, and and that's what I like to do. So for me. You know, nothing has really changed in, in for me. But I've been doing this now for almost, you know, since my first trade. It's gonna, you know, you're going back almost 30 years now. So um, I've been in this business quite a bit, quite a long time. I've seen a lot, not everything, but I've studied bear markets. And um, I have lots of techniques up my sleeve that I've been using um, with high degree of success for many years. Your first successful trade was with that company you mentioned that came up with that AIDS test. There's been talk of companies that are trying to develop tests for COVID-19. Are there any plays around this crisis with uh, the virus that we're seeing that you could share? Sure. So Abbott Labs just came out with a, a five-minute test. I think they're going to be releasing it this week. So it's going to be a five-minute uh, COVID-19 test to see if you're positive or negative. Um, that stock's had a big run, but that's worth keeping an eye on. Another one I'm looking at is HSIC, which is Henry Schein. They came out with a 15-minute test, and um, that chart now, if you look at the daily um, had a big spike on the news. Now it's pulling back. I'm I'm getting interested in that pattern as well. So that's one where I may look to enter within uh, the next uh, week or so. Interesting. And what does In the Money Stocks offer for uh, my listeners? You're talking to a lot of mining speculators. Uh, how would your services help us? Yeah. So, I mean, if you just came over to the our blog, we do a lot of posting there. We put a lot of free content up there. I put a lot of free trades up there, too, that I do. Um, and then um, in my educational area, I have lots of seminars that I've conducted. Uh, we have them all recorded now, and, and traders can go there and take those seminars on demand, and they can learn all the methods that I do. There's nothing that I do that I don't teach um, anybody that wants to learn it. Um, I do have a few mathematical calculations that I've been able to create over the years that I don't share with anybody. But outside of that, I mean, I basically show everybody what I do and how they can do the same thing. So it's just a matter of, of learning. It's a matter of getting educated. It's just a matter of putting in the time. This is not something that you can master in three weeks or six weeks. It's so funny. My next-door neighbor is a doctor, and, you know, one time he tell, tells me, I'm going to get into that trading thing like you do. And I said, well, let me ask you, how long did it take you before you opened your own practice? And he was like, oh, it took 13 years. I said, so what makes you think you could just come in and do what I do in five minutes? You know, so it, it, it's really, it's all relative. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the work. How much time and how much work you put in, that, that determines about how good you're going to get and how quick. So everybody's got a different learning curve. But, you know, I, I put out all the information that you need to get, to get going and to not only get started but to succeed. And usually most people that try it out and stick with it, they do really become successful. There are people that just don't have it, and that's okay. Not everybody's cut out for this business. You've been listening to Nick Santiago, professional trader with over 30 years experience. His website, again, is inthemoneystocks.com. Nick, thanks for coming on Mining Stock Education today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. 
The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility—certainly not the certainty—but the possibility of ten-for-one returns, as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks, and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector, and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident, and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because、um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met, you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors, and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature, and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.